Hey everyone, welcome to the Point Guard Podcast. I'm your host, Will. Today, we'll be going over some important topics in the NBA community, such as Philadelphia 76ers coach, what will the Pacers do with Victor Oladipo, and some current injuries going on, as well as who will the Timberwolves pick with their number one pick. All of this coming up in this episode. <laughs> Moving into our first topic, who are the probably top 10 candidates to replace Brett Brown as the 76ers head coach? I mean, there are a few. Tyron Lue, for example, the Clippers assistant, he's one of the most talked about at the moment. But what does he actually bring to the table? You probably know him most as the person who won the, as the coach who won the title with LeBron James, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love in Cleveland. But what that's what is that gonna do for Philly? Well, he's a motivator and a leader, and he seems to have the goods. There's no questioning his fitness for the job here. Ime Aduko, the 76ers assistant coach. He's been seasoned under Greg Popovich in Antonio, and he already knows the players, so there'll already be a little bit of chemistry there. To be honest, I think that he's probably one of the top picks for the 76ers head coach. A couple others, which we which we won't go into as much detail about, are Jay Wright from Villanova University. There's also Kenny Atkinson, the Nets former coach. There's also Dave Jurger former Kings. There's also Dave Jurger, the former Kings and Grizzlies coach. And finally, there's Jason Kidd, the Lakers' current assistant coach. All of these bring their own different pros and cons to the table, and I think it'll just come down to what the what Philly decides to do in the off season with uh, with players such as Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and <laughs> others like that. Now let's move on to Oladipo, Victor Oladipo, to be exact. <laughs> Who will the Pacers, um, which team should look for to maybe get him? Well, there's four who I have in mind. <laughs> there's four I have in mind. One of them is Detroit Pistons. They finished in the 8th seed in the 2018-19 season with a 41-41 record. This season, they didn't have the same fortune. The Pistons were 20-46 to when the season was paused. They sent Andre Drummond to, the, to Cleveland in return for John Henson, Brandon Knight, and a second-round pick. Detroit has a duo of 31-year-old stars in Derek Rose and Blake Griffin. Both of them have struggled with injury problems over the years, though. After Luke Kennard, the Pistons struggle with depth at the shooting guard position. This is where a trade for Oladipo can come into play. Rose was in the middle of a season where he was averaging 18 points per game. Victor Oladipo would complete a strong backcourt in the Eastern Conference. If Griffin could stay healthy and on the floor, the Pistons could build a competitive lineup. They would not be at the level of Milwaukee Bucks or Boston Celtics, but they could definitely finish better than 8th in the conference. Another another option for who could get him is Orlando Magic. The NBA bubble is currently in Orlando, 
And with teams getting ready to resume the season, it's only right that the hometown team makes a big splash while there. This would be the reunion that Magic fans have been waiting for. The Magic selected Victor Oladipo with the second overall pick in the 2013 draft. In three years in Orlando, Oladipo averaged 15.9 points. He is the proven star that could pull this team together. Markel Fultz has improved, but his potential is still quite unknown. Evan Fournier is a strong player, along with Aaron Gordon and Nikola Vucevic in the front court. Orlando has always been good, but never great. In 2018-19, they finished 42-40 and and were the 17 in the East. This season, despite a 30-35 record, Orlando sits at the 8th seed in the conference. If they want to take the next step, they have to add an impact player that can raise their level. Victor Oladipo definitely fits that bill. My other option is the Phoenix Suns. The Suns have not made the playoffs since 2010. The era of Mike D'Antoni, Steve Nash and Amir Stoudemire is well over. They haven't had a winning season in 5 years and have not won over 30 since in 4. It is safe to say that the basketball in Phoenix is bad. The lone bright spot has been Devin Booker. The 23-year-old has quickly turned into one of the top scorers in the league. Booker has averaged 26.3 points over the last two years combined. In 2017, Booker set a franchise record by scoring 70 points against the Celtics. Booker, like Oladipo, has his name thrown around in trade rumours. What better way to keep a star happy than by adding another one? Victor Oladipo and Booker would immediately become one of the most exciting backcourts in the league. The Western Conference is extremely competitive, but a trio of Oladipo, Booker and DeAndre Ayton would definitely be something to watch. My number one option for who should pursue them, for who should pursue Victor Oladipo, is the New York Knicks. The Knicks should be at the top of this list involving a star player. This is something they have not had since they traded Carmelo Anthony. Will it happen though? Probably not. The Knicks can never get anything done, but they need to look into it wholeheartedly. The Knicks have vowed to to rebuild in the draft, but they have not done a good job. Frank Nilatikina and Kevin Knox have been busts. RJ Barrett showed promise during his rookie season, but he is not a finished product and needs a ton of help. Mitchell Robinson is the Knicks' hottest commodity right now. Not to mention, the team does not have a coach. New York has been interviewing candidates, but they need to stop wasting time and hire Tom Thadabu. This team is far from turning it around, and they need to start an expedite in the process. The Knicks have swung and missed in the draft, hired putrid co- head coaches, and missed out on big name for your agents. It's time to make a big splash in the trade market. As far as the injury report goes for the NBA, um, we're looking at, for the Boston Celtics, Javante Green and Gordon Hayward. We both knew that they'd be out sometime in September. Javante Green, he's expected to be out till September 8th. And Gordon Hayward is expected to be out till September 16th. Jamal Crawford is the injured player for Brooklyn. His injury status is game time decision, so it'll come down to the last minute whether they want to play him or not. The Charlotte injured player is Ray Spaulding. Once again, comes down to game time decision. Chicago have a few injured players. Chandler Hutchinson, Luke Cornett, Chris Dunn, and Max Struss. Chandler Hutchinson is expected to be out for the rest of the season. Luke Corner should be back in August 31st. Chris Dunn's out for the season. Same with Max Strauss. 
over Cleveland, Dylan Windler is out for the season, and Dante Exum will come back in November. For Dallas, they've got a fair few players out. Trey Burke, Dorian Finney-Smith, Kristaps Porzingis, Luka Doncic, Courtney Lee, and Dwight Powell. For a fair few of these, though, it's game-time decision. These include Trey Burke, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Luka Doncic. Courtney Lee and Dwight Powell, they're out for the rest of the season. Chris Stapps will be expected to be back in September 3. Over in Denver, they've got Gary Harris, Will Barton, and Vlatko Kankar. Gary Harris is a game-time decision. Will Barton will be out until October, and Vlatko Kankar will be out until September the 1st. Over in Golden State, Kevin Looney will be out for the rest of the season. In the Rockets, Luke Mabamute will be out until at least August 31st. DeMontis Sabonis and Jeremy Lamb both come down to game-time decisions. Patrick Beverly, game-time decision. There are a few players injured for the Lakers. Anthony Davis, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, LeBron James and Rajon Rondo. Though these all come down to game-time decisions. In Memphis, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Justice Winslow are both out for the season. Miami Heat, they've got Gabe Vincent and Chris Silver. Once again, both game-time decisions. Kyle Anthony Towns is out for Minnesota, but he'll be back with a game-time decision. Deontay Burton in OKC, once again, game-time decision. For Orlando, they've got Michael Carter-Williams, Aaron Gordon, Mo Bamba and Jonathan Isaac all injured. Three of them, including Aaron Gordon, Mo Bamba and Jonathan Isaac, will be out for the season and MCW will be back August 31st. For Philly, Ben Simmons and Glenn Robinson, they're both game-time decisions. Portland, well, they've got Damian Lillard, Zach Collins and Nazir Little. Dame will be out till August 31st. Zach Collins is out for the season. Nazir Little will be out until September 1st. Sacramento, Marvin Bagley III, game time decision. San Antonio, they've got Derek White, Quindary Weatherspoon, and Trey Lyles. All of them, game time decisions. Kyle Lowry, O'Shea Brissett, and Patrick McCaw are all out for Toronto. Kyle Lowry comes down to game time decision, but O'Shea Brissett and Patrick McCaw will be out until at least mid-September. The Utah Jazz have Justin Wright Foreman and Ed Davis out. They'll both be out until September the 1st. At Washington, they've got Shabazz Napier out. He'll be back with a game-time decision. Moving on, we're going to have a bit of a chat about Timberwolves and a couple options which they have with their number one pick. Here they are. There are three of them. Okay, they've got three options. Number one, they can keep the pick. The first option is just to go with pick, keeping it. In my opinion, I don't think that there's any true superstar talent in this draft class, like we've already seen in the past few classes. But that doesn't mean there isn't anybody worth taking first overall. Obviously, the guy that stands out for the Timberwolves is the shooting guard, Anthony Edwards who on paper seems like the perfect fit next to D'Angelo Russell in the T-Wolves backcourt. Edwards provides athleticism and natural scoring, who could potentially be a second or third option in the big 
in the future big three for the Timberwolves, with Carmel Anthony Towns obviously being the first. The most valuable thing I think he brings to the Timberwolves roster, however, is his defensive potential on the wing. He's 6'5", 225 pounds, and scary athletic, which gives him a ton of upside on that end. Combined with his motor, he should be able to help and aid the Timberwolves defensive ways. The, the option number two is to just to trade back. With two 2019 NBA All-Stars on the team's roster already, Kyle Anthony Townsend and D'Angelo Russell, maybe the Timberwolves don't want to go for another high-volume scorer in Edwards with the first overall pick. Maybe they want to trade back for a more complimentary player than Edwards would be. After all, this isn't the greatest class of the past few years by any means, and there really isn't a top talent that is just unpassable. The guy in my mind immediately goes to Onyeka Onkungwu, the 6'9 big man for the USC Trojans. Now maybe thinking, why would he be the option? They already have their center in Cat. But Onyeka Onkungwu would be the perfect fit in the front court with Cat. He's not going to give that he's not going to give you that lack of versatility defensively that two running bigs would normally give you. But at the same time, he may be the best rim protector in this class. He's a high energy lob threat with some post skills offensively. And with catch shooting, he shouldn't get in the way of the flow on offense, providing vertical spacing and a dangerous pick-and-roll partner for D'Angelo Russell. A potential trade I could see could look like this. Timberwolves received the 7th pick, and uh, the 7th pick, Sekou Dumboya, and a 2021 first-round pick, and the Pistons receive the first pick. The third option could be packaging it for a star. Rumours about close friends Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell and Devin Booker teaming up have been floating around for years now, with them even saying that they are going to team up at some point in their career. With the Timberwolves getting the first pick, that could finally happen. Now, like I said, there is no clear superstar in this year's draft class, but combined with enough assets, the first pick could still put you in to trade for an all-star. Here's a mock trade I have in mind. Timberwolves receive Devin Booker. The Suns receive the 2021st overall pick, 2022nd first round pick, Malik Beasley, sign and trade, and Nas Reid. The Timberwolves in this trade do give up a lot of capital for their future, but to obtain a talent like Booker and creating one of the best offensive trios in the league, I think it's a fair price to pay. However, any deal revolving around Devin Booker would likely be near impossible at this point due to the Suns' performance in the bubble. I think Phoenix believes they have something special brewing with Booker at the helm and don't want to give up on it too soon. Leave your thoughts in the comments below. Once again, I just want to thank you so much for tuning in to the Point Guard Podcast with your host, Will Richards, signing off for now. Catch the next episode next week.